Hello, folks. Welcome once again to another edition of Volunteer Spotlight. Who's behind that voice? This is Ryan O, your station manager. And this is take two with one of our readers. You'll hear more about the person behind that voice. It is Jenny Wolf. Jenny has been with us for a few years now. She reads the Blindness and Disability News Hour every Thursday afternoon at noon and again at 8 p.m. You can catch it uh, Saturdays at 4 p.m. And you can also hear it on demand on our podcast page. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's nice to be here. Yeah, again, I have to say there was a tech. We had Jenny in once before. There was a technical malfunction, but now we've got it. So we're excited. Jenny, before we start, let's just uh, kind of talk about uh, how you came to be in Omaha and where you're from and sure. tell us about your background. Absolutely. I am an, from Omaha. Originally, I was born and raised in Omaha and went to Omaha Public Schools my whole life and proudly. Um, I've lived in Omaha almost my whole life, except for just a couple of years when I was in Virginia Beach, which was awesome, but came back homesick. Uh, anyway, so yes, I have been here for a long time, lived in my same house in the Benson area for the last 28 or so years. So, so you're you're a native of Omaha. I sure am. But uh, you went to Virginia Beach for a little while. What, just, what took you there? Well, I got married and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You yeah. can. That's a read between the lines comment. Right. Well, I was young, young and insane, and it, it felt like a good reason to leave Omaha. So I did. And I married a sailor. We lived in Virginia Beach um, and then decided to have a baby. So our first baby was coming, and that's when the original Gulf War occurred. So I had that first baby by myself while my husband was out to sea, and that was a real test. It was a grow up quick kind of situation, mm -hmm. being in a different state. Luckily, my mom did come down for when I was having that baby. But, God bless um, mothers, right? No doubt. I don't know what I would have done without her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure your kids are saying the same thing too. Uh, so. Maybe not out loud that they'd admit <laughs> as much, but yeah, no, they, you know, we do a lot of hanging out, my kids and I. And so anyway, yes, I have the one son that was born in Virginia Beach. And then when we came back, because my then husband got out of the Navy shortly thereafter. And so we came back to Omaha. And we've been here ever since. And I have a child since we came back to Omaha, too. So two kids for me. So tell me, Virginia Beach is a long way from Omaha, and a lot of people have never been there. What do you remember most fondly about Virginia oh, Beach? The beautiful weather, because it was—it seemed to me like it was always a beautiful 75 degrees. No humidity. So many people that come there, you know, just to hang out on the beach. It's really a nice, nice place. I was very homesick, like I said, so maybe I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have while I was there. I'd love to go back. I haven't been back for 20, wait, 30, 30 years. Oh, my goodness. My, I'm dating myself now. But, yeah, my son was born while I was there. He is now 32. So it has been probably 31 years since I have been to Virginia Beach. I should definitely put that on my travel list, shouldn't I? Yeah, absolutely. Tell, tell me, uh, did you swim a lot no, in Virginia Beach? No, no. No. Um, going to the beach, to me, means maybe you find something to lounge around and you people watch. I don't much get in the water. I certainly don't do a lot of swimming. Um, it's just not my thing. But it is a beautiful place to visit. Um, very touristy for that little bit of kind of the area that I lived in. But yes, it's just a, a lovely place. Now, give me an outline of your educational history. Mm. The, the nice thing about having done this twice is I remember you said that you're a proud OPS graduate. Yes. So give them a shout out. Sure, sure. I am definitely one of those people that I am proud to say I went to Ponca School in OPS for my grade school years. I went to Nathan Hale Junior High for junior high or middle school. 
And then I went to Omaha North, home of the Vikings. All right, Vikings. And you know what? All of my family also has been OPS too. My even my grandmother was, I think, in the first four-year graduating class from Omaha North, if I'm not mistaken. But both my parents went there. My kids both went there. I went there. Everyone has gone to Omaha North. And to a large part, the Ponca School, too, for elementary, which is where my granddaughter is going to go this next fall for first grade. Go OPS. That's right. So how about college? You know, I started out, um, I went to Creighton for, I think, probably three semesters right after high school. It was, you know, an adjustment when you're first out of high school and you're just like, I don't know how to say that. I didn't take it all that seriously, right. let's say. So anyway. No judgment here. I was, I've, I've been there myself. <laughs> well, so. and then I got married and stuff. So I moved on. I went to Virginia Beach, came home with a baby, thought I was going to be really smart and just start back up again. And I thought, well, I'll go to Metro so I can try and, you know, finish up some stuff. Went to Metro, quickly found out when you are a young mother – with a full-time job and a baby, it is not easy to go to school also. So anyone who does that, boy, you have my utmost respect because I could not do it all. I just stopped going. And so basically, yeah, I've gotten a lot of things done through the years. I've taken some classes here and there, but mostly my, we'll say education has been on the job because I've worked in the insurance world for many, many years. Gotcha. Well, tell us about your career. Sure. I spent about 24 years or so at Mutual of Omaha, and I really, really loved it for almost all of those 24 years. But I decided I needed a change. So four years ago, I left, and I went to work at Milliman, and I had been an underwriter at Mutual. I underwrote individual Medicare supplement policies. Uh, When I left, I had that experience as an underwriter for many years, so that's what I'm doing now. I underwrite New business for group now for Milliman. I'll be darned. And how do you how do you like what you're doing? It's, it's, I love it to the to the layman. It sounds kind of dull, but oh. you you said before you really love your work. I so really do. expound on that for sure, me a little. Sure. Well, underwriting is one of those things that you're right. It is not a very thrilling sounding job. It's not. But underwriting to me is you get some information. And that information might be from several different sources, but you kind of have to put everything together. um, And then you are gauging generally the overall health, in my case of a group, to see what what they could expect to have for rates on a particular type of insurance type of thing. So that's the long and short of it. You're looking at people's health, um, how big the group is, what kind of work they do, all of that kind of comes into play when they're working on new business medical policies. All of this is so far over my head, I can't even tell you. <laughs> and my not. dad sold insurance, you would think I'd know more about this stuff. But It's really not that. In, it's There are so many very <laughs> smart people that work at my company, actuaries and so forth, that they are the people who really do the work. I am more right. of the putting stuff together, punching it in the system, kind of making it look pretty and make sense. And that's all there is to it. So is it fair to say that you're a numbers person? Are you good at math? No. Are you good at stuff? No, I am not good at math. I am not ashamed to say I am probably... Oh, the... again, no judgment because oh. I also suck at math. So <laughs> this is good. Math has never been my strong suit. I really like... I don't know. What do I like? In school, I like things like medical things. I really did excel and like to have things like the medical terminology type stuff that I was taking when at that short time I was at Metro. Um, 
But math has never been my strong suit and probably never will be. I, this job is one that's really the first thing that's really gotten me working on Excel because mm-hmm. I have never been good at Excel. Yeah. But I'm pretty good at it now, I have to say. Well, Jenny, one of the reasons that I was so interested in your story, uh, we have a lot of volunteers here who were happily married, and I'm, that's great. I'm happy for them. They have they have intact families, but you've mentioned being a single mother. So tell me what life is like as a single mom raising kids. Yes. I have been a single mom for a long time because that husband I referred to in Virginia Beach, yes, we were married when we moved back to Omaha, and yes, we had a second child while we were in Omaha, but... I have been a single mom since my daughter, who's my younger child, was going into first grade. So she's going to be turning 30 later this year, and that means it has been many, many years since I've been a single mom. And that is not an easy thing, that's for sure. So let's see, what can I tell you about it? Um, What are the challenges? What's the (laughs) toughest thing in your experience about being a single mom? Sure, it's a balancing act for sure. You got to, especially if you work too. You have to make sure your kids are, you know, happy, healthy, getting to school. What are they going to do before and after? All of that stuff. Yeah. Boy, that is difficult stuff. What's the most rewarding aspect? Well, they grew up to be productive human beings. They're Good. funny. They are enlightened. They are very smart kids. I have a son who is an electrician. With He's a single dad with a six-year-old daughter, and he's awesome, a funny kid. And then I have a daughter who, as I mentioned, is almost 30. She is a licensed funeral director and mortician. So she is very, very smart. And that is a very difficult job, let me just tell you. Cue the death jokes. <laughs> Your daughter's a mortician, she huh? Is. So do the two of you sit and watch Quincy together or, <laughs> you know, forensic files Man, or, or all of that how stuff? How old are we, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think she even our, knows what Quincy... Our, our listeners will know. <laughs> right? A lot of them probably remember Quincy fondly. I, exactly. I remember watching Quincy with my grandma. Yeah, it was a good show. But no, yep. we, we do tend to like some of those shows together. She likes a little bit more of the gore. I mean, she can watch... What is that? The Walking Dead stuff? The I Walking Dead, yeah, Game of Thrones, that. No, all that stuff is gory. Yeah, that's a little too intense. But we do so. watch some of that silly stuff together because it's just kind of a... It's a nice way of either A... Thinking to yourself, I'm so glad this is not me. These people yeah. are crazy, like on TLC that I mentioned. Uh, but, you know, we are we always like a good adventure maybe too, like the Jason Bournes of the world, uh-huh. and the, you know, just good suspense. So it that. sounds like you guys have a lot of good mother-daughter time. We together. do, because you know what? She still lives with me, which she'll probably not like the fact that I'm admitting that on air. But, yes, she still lives with me. Oh, really? Uh, there's so. a lot of kids, adult kids living at home with their folks. I so. think so. She'd love to move out, I'm sure, and be on her own. But the real reason why she doesn't is because of the dog. All right. Yeah, we waited long enough, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Pearl. Yep. We have one pug, and we've had many pugs through the years, but our one pug right now is Pearl, which is actually Courtney's dog, my daughter. But since I work from home, Pearl and I are pretty much 24-7 companions, and if I ever did have to go back to the office to work, I don't know what Pearl would do with herself. She would be one unhappy pug yeah. camper. Yeah. Luckily, I have a cat, so she's used to, you know, being at home waiting for me. But dogs are – that's a different story. Yeah. So. She's, a, she's a handful. But if you know anything about pugs, they – you think, oh, they're so cute. And so, well, they are cute and they are adorable, but they're also very smart and they shed like nobody's business. So my house is full of hair. I bet it is. <laughs> And she's kind of one of those dogs that she moves around a lot. In fact, yesterday I noticed that I had come up on an anniversary two years ago. That dog tripped me and 
sent me flying inside my house, and I landed on a radiator and broke a rib. I remember this. Yes. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, what a so story. So much pain, so much pain. It, I liken it to childbirth. It Broken was, ribs are the worst. Oh, very, very painful. I'm so glad that I finally healed after... They told me it was going to be 10 weeks, and I think they were right. It was a full 10 weeks before wow. I actually felt better. Yeah, but all Pearl, she's worth it though, right? She is. She has definitely – at the time, I was ready for her to go to another home. But you know what? She's a great dog, so I'm happy to have her now. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do with your spare time, Jenny, when you're not working or playing with the dog or sure. hanging well, with your kids? Or reading for a radio talking yeah, book. Yeah, or reading for a radio talking <laughs> book. We'll get to that shortly. Sure. Well, I um, – let's see. I do spend quite a bit of time at home because I really – you know, I don't like driving a whole lot. So, yeah, I'm at home a lot, and I like to work in the garden. I have a garden in my very large backyard that uh, seasonally I'm out there picking stuff. My neighbor next door does most of the planting and stuff. He uses my yard, and in exchange, he mows my grass and stuff for me, which— What a nice guy. He is the best. He's been my neighbor for many years, almost the whole time that I've lived in that house. He's lived next door, so it's a great arrangement. He does the growing. I do the picking, and I can pretty much eat whatever I'd like from the mini green beans, snow peas, tomatoes, all that good stuff. Lucky you. I know. I am. I'm a lucky girl. So how long have you been at Radio Talking Book, and what brought you here? Sure. Let's see. I think I decided it has been just about five years or so that I have been reading for Radio Talking Book. I started out doing the half hour for your information type stuff. Yep. And I think I've been doing the Blindness and Discipline News Hour for, I think you told me, two years? I think about two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, actually, when I had been at Mutual, they have had started a program where if you wanted to go volunteer for something, they'd basically incentivize you by, you know, letting you do it without taking vacation time or whatever and pay you your same wage if you wanted to go volunteer. So I was checking out different volunteer opportunities on the share thing when that was brand new, and I noticed Radio Talking Book. And I thought, well, that sounds like a good deal because I had, many years ago, been, uh, had some experience with vision loss. I had experienced optic neuritis, which for several months left me with limited vision in my left eye, and subsequently, I was diagnosed with MS. That was the reason for my neuritis. So you have a level of empathy for our listeners that a lot of people don't. For sure. And I, believe me, I know darn well that it could have been much, much worse. But that six months, that was miserable. And so I definitely, I could understand that this would be probably a good fit for me. And it would, you know, would be easy for me to do. I'm used to talking. (laughs) Trust me, I talk a lot. Jenny, as I said, time flies when we're having fun, and we're at the end of our time, so I'll ask you the last question that I always ask. If there's a message you could give to the listeners of Radio Talking Book, what would it be? Hmm, my message. Um, I promise that I am trying to read slower. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I've heard it before, more than just from Ryan. Maybe I speak too fast. So I try my best to slow down. But I just appreciate that people actually want to listen to what I'm reading. I try and make it interesting and, um, you know, not from all one source, but from whatever I can find. So 
Well, it's a delight to hear you every week on the Blindness and Disability News Hour. And Jenny, thank you so much for all you do for Radio Talking Book. And thanks for giving us your time again today. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And this is Ryan O., your host of Volunteer Spotlight, who's behind that voice. Our guest has been Jenny Wolf, reader of the Blindness and Disability News Hour. And thank you so much for tuning in to Radio Talking Book Service today. Please stay tuned for our next program and have an excellent day, folks. Bye-bye.